0: Are you an artist or creator with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? Are you an expert on culture, arts, nature, or wellness? If this sounds like you or someone you know, we'd love to hear from you at Can Projects, where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment. Our talk show Can Projects podcast reaches 20-plus online platforms and features insightful, inspiring, and expert guests. You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. Help each other. Help us all.
1: let's get going here yeah, okay all right okay here we go <clears throat> five four three two and go okay welcome to the opperman report i'm your host private investigator at opperman uh, you can find me at opperman investigations and digital forensic consulting through my website email com. Or you could just email me directly at oppermaninvestigations@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, if you like our show, be sure and check out our, our Patreon, where we have uh, exclusive content up there. I got about five or six hours of brand new exclusive content I have to upload there. And it'll be, going up like, it'll be scheduled to go up once a week. Uh, but we have about 90 days of the old stuff uh, you know, all up there ad-free. Uh, you can check out our archives at spreaker.com. Go to spreaker.com and sign up for free. You uh, uh, get an email notification anytime we put up new content. And also, too, there's a chat room and a, a message board where you could chat with other listeners. Our guests today, are a couple of old friends, have done their show a couple of times. They've got a podcast and a YouTube channel. Uh, you could find them at their website, which is called canprojectsinfo.wixsite.com. Uh Their email is. Uh, uh, canprojects.info at gmail.com we're talking about shane mckay and chris sneed who run the can project which is really a uh good-hearted project man it's like these guys they're not doing any kind of true crime or conspiracy or anything like that it's all like a uh, public service type uh content zero waste uh, american indian affairs all, all of art photography all kind of great stuff uh, so let's start with shane shane mckay are you there i'm here ed how you doing yeah. so so good to have you on the show shane how are you i'm good uh, thanks thanks so
2: much for having us on it's a real joy to be on here with you to chat with you yeah thank
1: you so tell us tell us you're doing it. who is shane mckay
2: yeah well uh, i'm the co-founder or well, one of the co-founders uh, and uh, project coordinator at can projects and Can projects it's it's an outreach project and um it's it's can starts for culture arts nature and wellness and that's really where most of my attention is going these days and we have a podcast and uh, it's a talk show kind of format surprise surprise Ed and uh, with my buddy uh, Chris Snead here and um, among, among, among talking a lot, um, or aside from talking a lot, I'm also a musician and a sound engineer and that's my background before I got into this kind of outreach stuff. But uh, it's, it's work we're really passionate about and what we focus on is helping people really. So our motto at CAM projects is to help each other help us all.
1: So, Shane, do I detect like a Brooklyn accent? Are you from Brooklyn, New York?
2: No, no, I'm from Dublin, Ed, in Ireland. Uh, with a bit of flat accent, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a wee bit, a wee, a wee bit. bit just a wee bit, yeah. yeah. And Chris, now, how about you? Okay. Chris Sneed, tell us about yourself. Who is Chris Sneed?
3: Right, I'm a bit of a mad one. Um, I am a physical massage therapist. A holistic therapist. Um, I'm a clown. I was a long time historical reenactor. Um, all around hippie.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, that's um, fascinating because because one time Shane made a joke. Uh, it was around the Christmas season, and he said you had to do your seasonal duties. And I says, "What are you talking about? Mm. Like? Says you, that you dress up as Santa? Do you really dress up as Santa Claus? Oh
3: yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm a pretty good Santa Claus. You know, but um. Yeah, we did. Um, we did. Like, this is kind of the the, the impetus for the start of um, the Can projects was that we, we were doing video Santa during um, the COVID lockdowns, and um, we kind of set up a, a separate part of it, which was the spirit of Christmas, which was like if if you just didn't have the money, or you were like, we did a lot of special needs schools and things, and we just didn't charge them because like we didn't feel it was right. And from doing that, we kind of, you know, we, we got a bit of a, a bit of a good feeling from doing that, and we decided to work on trying to help.
1: You know, that's interesting. I never even crossed my mind that uh, you, you, Santa season. You know, kids jump on Santa's lap and they give him the list and all that kind of stuff in the supermarket, the in the yeah. mall. But I guess they had to discontinue that during the, during the pandemic. Oh yeah. Um like all sorts of things were like that were just kind of um
3: you know kibosh like you know. Uh, and like when you think about it, like it's an important part of growing up is seeing Santa. You know, right it's 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 they're, they're some of people's fondest memories from childhood. So it's, it's kind of a family like almost, thing as
2: well. You know, it's a real family event going yeah. to see Santa with the grandparents and everything and um it's kind of we did it. It was a, it was a real kind of uh, morale boost kind of project we did. And I think then because we got the remote stuff down, it just kind of we were in a good position to basically kind of, hey, do you know what? What if we what if we keep doing this? But we, we start talking to other people and reaching out and getting guests in. And we've kind of we've kind of we've kind of focused really on, I think in we, we try to get guests on that inspire us you know or that inspire other people to, and just to have a really good kind of um energy about the thing you know and uh mm. keep it very we, we try and keep it very people orientated like you know like so like politics and 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 things like that it'll come up sometimes we, we really i think a big thing we tried to a cornerstone we put into it was like trying like you know cover interesting useful stuff but but in a way that's not going to kind of polarize the audience and try and pr- try and be a unifying uh, 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 uh force if that's I don't think that's really the right word but a, a unifying body you know is, is, is to, 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 you know and, they they can all they can all come under our umbrella you know <laughs> yeah, so there's like, there's a whole range of guests. I mean, you mentioned a few there, but it's, it, it, we're really, I think we, I think because like we're volunteers, it's totally voluntary, you know, and um, we're trying, we're working on ways to try and get it, get get a bit of revenue going just to kind of at least cover costs. And but it's, it's kind of pretty much a co-op kind of a model, really, we're going for and non, a non exploitative kind of model is what we're going for. And we're finding that the response to that is very, very positive. You know, it's working really well for us. And even though right now it's a voluntary thing, I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably confident that it's going in a direction that it will be able to keep growing, you know. So that, that's very encouraging, you know, and I think the learning side is also another really good thing you know meeting new people and as well it helps us you know kind of like not to feel so isolated especially after the last couple of years you know and with with lockdown and all of that i think reaching out into our communities is really important so i'm finding that for myself on a personal level like very uh, helpful you know
1: how did you two guys meet each other and how long have you known each other a long
3: long ago in the distant land of ireland Hmm. We, uh, One of my friends changed schools from a, 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 an English-speaking school to a Gael school, an Irish-speaking school. And we were very good friends at the time. And she met someone in the Gael school, who uh, they became very good friends as well. And we met through that acquaintance. So this would be like... Well, the, the, the American equivalent would be um, high school, basically.
2: So we've mm. known each
3: other since, like, high school. <laughs> yeah, 20 years, like, yeah. no, over, tw- over
2: 20 years. Over 20 years, yeah.
1: So now, you were saying that uh, one of the shows you're most proud of is about uh, Native Americans What is or yeah. Indians. What is that again?
2: Yeah, the AAIA, the Association on American Indian Affairs, they're an organization that have been going on since 1922. And Chris was actually initially the one who had the idea, hey, these would be some great guys to talk to and... He followed up on that, and it took a fair bit of research and kind of getting in contact with him. And I think it did. We, I took we, it was good a good few months, like, lining Once. the show up. Months and months, you know. Um, but we learned so much from it, you know. And it's, we, we, we really have a kind of um, an open dialogue kind of approach to the, to the content that we do. So we, kind of, we really kind of welcome different uh, uh, viewpoints and ideas, and we have this, this kind of idea that, you know, we don't all have to agree on everything all the time. In a lot of cases, we do, but we 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 just kind of take that approach, and it 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 made for such an interesting conversation with the AAIA. It was Shannon O'Loughlin, the CEO from over there, and um, great great great. Uh, it was it Indian Indian Affairs .org for anybody interested in that. They've got a great website and great podcast as well. Actually, Red Hoop Talk, uh, Native News and Talk, and they've really been doing incredible work because the indigenous, indigenous people all over the planet, really, from what our research has, has shown us, um, have been, have, are just suffering so much, and already were pre-pandemic, but just anybody mm. out there on the margins, anybody, but whether it's people with disabilities or, uh, I mean, uh, uh, hearing-impaired people even had a very hard time with the pandemic just because of masks. There are things that are just on such a basic level. Anyone marginalised has really been pushed further to the margins, I think. And so the AIA well, I... for us was... A really important one to to cover yeah. and listen to what they have to say and um the, you know like you know ed as you, you you've covered it a bit yourself like the murdered and missing uh indigenous women is a huge um mm-hmm. huge issue and, and that's something we're gonna we're gonna get into at some point as well um but yeah that was that was kind of like a special one to us actually because um the uh that, that, that lady we had in, um, uh, Shannon, uh, she's from the Choctaw Nation. And that's actually, it just has the. Well, Shannon O'Loughlin is a very Irish name to start with. <laughs> but uh, the the Choctaw Nation is actually traditionally the one that we, it, it, in Ireland, they helped us out during the famine, the Great Famine in uh, the 18, 18th century, wasn't it, Christopher Miller, the 18th, 1800s? Yeah. um when we and ran out of potatoes we ran out of potatoes and they were sending us money and stuff so there's like it was just kind of funny that um it kind of worked out that way that yeah. that's who we ended up talking to because it wasn't planned that way it just kind of worked out that way um and we learned yeah, exactly. so much exactly. though we learned so much from that show that has yeah. really helped now as we go on in the rest of our work to inform and give us ideas on kind of maybe other things to look at you know because um yeah they're very ve- focused on the environment, you know, and having a good relationship with our environment. And for us as well, I can. That's like the probably central thing to our
1: work, especially with Chris being a holistic uh, therapist and stuff, you know? Mm. I yeah. Yeah. Now, I-, I noticed one of the titles is Indigenous Children Taken Boarding School Error. Now, is that talking about like all these kids that went missing? Because that went on all over the world, Canada yeah. in the oh, yeah, UK. And
3: um, not so much missing. They were kind of um, Like it was a way of integrating them into like white society was to take them there and indoctrinate them basically. Now that happened in Ireland as well with Mm. certain things and you know, Yeah, assimilation
2: practices, that's like Shannon, that's a clip actually from the full show. That's one thing we do because we find like if you've got an hour's worth of content, some people, because it's an outreach project, we really want to get the information out there and share it with people. So we're aware that like not everybody has an hour or half an hour to sit down and listen to a podcast or a talk show or something like that. So I'll take clips and segments of shows like important bits and that's a clip from the full hour that we did with uh, shannon and we got into that we, we spoke a bit about that and we were talking about canada that was in the news recently in canada there were similar things in irish news as well we talked about on the show to do with um oh what was it chris um
3: uh, unwed mothers and yeah, to yeah. mother and baby homes and sad stuff yeah
1: yeah, yeah I, I know shane was very moved i did, I did an interview with the uh, charles upman uh, who was the the father of uh, a Misty Upman who was raped at the Golden Globes. We believe, you know, she's dead now. She's passed away in a tragic accident. Uh, but we believe it was by Harvey Weinstein. Now we're mostly convinced. And I know Shane was very moved by that story. And if uh, you listen to the story of her life, she was, she was raped, gang raped uh, on a reservation at the rec center. And the tribal police just said, well, you know, boys will be boys. That's just, you know, how things are these days, you know, and just, uh, just a yeah. horrific, uh, never had a chance, never had a chance. Um,
2: you know, it did, it, that's did, it did really move me, you know, and I think that was one of the earlier shows, and I, I was just, uh, mm. yeah, I was deeply moved by that. Um,
3: you kind of want to be heartless to not be moved by, you know. Yeah.
1: That's so true. Now, what about you? Because, you know, I talk about it all the time. I get, like, PTSD from all the, the stress, the, the different tragedies and traumas I hear about all the time. Uh, what about you guys? Have you any kind of uh, content yet that's really upset you? Oh, yeah. It
2: gets, like, it's,
1: like, it, I, I think, I think...
2: When for me anyway at least when I'm when I, when I'm when I, if I'm tired and kind of run down the stuff kind of will affect me a bit more so it's more so that than any particular thing it's like if we've been doing a lot of stuff and because generally we do go we 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 talk about kind of like t- 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 toughish topics sometimes but the way we frame it is kind of kind of feels healthy but i do feel you do get a little bit ptsd
3: sometimes and it's just I think yeah that's, yeah how about you chris like coming up to the christmas we did have to pump the brakes a little bit and just to give ourselves some headspace yeah you know we kind of we kind of had to take a little break from being too heavy and put out some more lighter content.
1: yeah because uh, one of uh, your, your your goals here is also health and wellness, right? And I guess that's mostly because of uh, uh, Chris uh, Sneed's background as a uh, <laughs> holistic kind of guy. Uh, so, and I, I noticed a couple of the shows discuss fatigue. So, so what kind of uh, advice can you give us to deal with fatigue? Because I have fatigue right now.
2: Oh, really? Right. Well, fatigue. So, for me, well, we've got Chris on 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 the one side, who's a holistic, a holistic therapist, and me who. Have, who I've uh, been living with chronic fatigue or uh, mm. syndrome or 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 uh, is is the other name for for like close to twenty years now, and so we covered that a bit. And fatigue for me, um, if you're feeling, uh, everyone I think probably has on. Uh, there's loads of different types of fatigue. You know, you can be fatigued mm. from lots of different stuff. Um, but yeah. I think manage. I think I think its I think Ed's being aware of it and then just working out how to manage it. That's the, all I can really say has worked for me. You know, is, yeah. um just try draw your limits yeah yeah definitely no? and then there's the long COVID think, thing basically when <laughs> basically I had long I had something that's very like long COVID but 20
1: years ago yeah I believe I had COVID too back in November uh, before uh, it started like in March and I think I had it in, that, in November prior to that a little about a half year earlier, because that, that, around that Thanksgiving, I was so sick. I had the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life, and I was coughing and, and fatigue. And, and just my body's been different ever since. So who, who knows what's going on with that. So, uh, but yeah. now, do you, do you give advice on how for people to deal with fatigue? Because I guess the worst thing you could do is self medicate with like alcohol and the uh, yeah. stimulants and stuff, right?
2: Oh yeah, well, That's diet, a, yeah. diet, diet means, definitely is a, diet and your intake. As far as far right. as how you interact, like whether it's socially or the food that you're eating, or the yeah. the information that you're you're consuming as well, all of that stuff is really important. So I would definitely advocate, and we I can do advocate, that a holistic approach in general towards health and me- whether it's mental health or physical health. Um, is really really important. I think you can get you can get you can get much healthier much more quickly by having a well rounded view of your health, you know, and and, and trying to understand mm. it. Um, that and reaching out is really important as well. I suppose like we're doing right now, Ed. You're asking me, what do I think, or how am I doing, or how, what have I done? That's really important. That was kind of a turning point for me, mm. and even um, in, during the well, pandemic, and was part of how kind got started. It was like I, I myself uh, two Christmases ago coming into the new year was feeling quite lethargic and really run down and my mail wasn't great and me and chris have been really kind of looking out for each other you know phoning in and checking in up on each other during the pandemic and i think when i when i decided to reach out and, and look for more help outside of my own network um, that was that was also very useful and and to go and get i think kind of that was more so for the me stuff but i think any kind of illness you know if you're kind of and um, you do need to go and, co- I suppose, be your own advocate sometimes, you know, when it comes to medical. I know what's the story over there, Ed, with medical? It's all very, like, private kind of saying, is it? Or you need insurance
1: and stuff. And well, you know, it's really hopeless, even if you have insurance. Uh, my insurance just got canceled um, because, you know, I, I finally was able to start afford to buy health insurance, you know, because it's profit motivated here. <laughs> they make a profit of your health here. That's the main focus. And I haven't had medical insurance, uh, like this kind of medical insurance, in years and years and years. So it's such a bizarre process. First, you have to sign up for a package. They start taking your money right away. And then they send you to a primary care physician who does nothing. Okay, all he does, <laughs> he runs some blood work and he sits there, takes some notes. And then he has to refer you to everybody else who's a specialist, like a urologist or a muscle. My arm, with it, I tore my bicep. then they'll recommend you to a series of other people. And <laughs> that you then have to go, yeah. uh, you know, weed through them, see if they're covered under your insurance, then make an appointment with them, then try and get in and see them. And then basically, you get in to see them, and they do nothing either. So it's just a bizarre system we have here where that's just failing everyone in every possible way. Now, I noticed in one of your recent shows here, you talk about that yourself a uh, housing and wellness crisis mm-hmm. in derelict mm-hmm. Ireland. So tell us about that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's just actually, that show just went out this weekend and uh, we were really, to get those two guests was great and I just kind of, I came across their work through Twitter and they've been, they, during, the, during the pandemic, they kind of, they took it upon themselves basically um, to, you know, we were restricted here to like a two kilometre radius during the lockdown for a while. And mm. so they went out and took photographs of different, Uh, properties and houses and derelict buildings just within a two kilometre radius of Cork City which is kind of uh, they jokingly say it's the real capital of Ireland it's not Dublin is the capital but they jokingly say Cork is the is the it's the other it's the other real capital it's the a second corner. capital the spare yeah. one just in case dublin breaks down you yeah. know and it, i have it, to say it, und- I, I was kind of shocked to see those photographs even that there were so many of them he's putting frank o'connor dr frank o'connor over on twitter there and jude sherry jude was actually just um uh, uh nominated one named of the, it yeah it was the top 100 women to make positive change in ireland um so they're definitely, their work is brilliant, you know, and um, it's like they're putting out so many photographs every day. It's kind of, it's kind of, we're uh, very, very Shotgun. worrying, you know, and, and I think it's like, it's a symptom of a bigger, of a much bigger problem, you know, and, 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 and that includes like, our societal wellness, you know what I mean. There's a crisis. There is a crisis in 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 like this is not healthy society. I would say, you know, that like to see that like the the amount of, the level the level of inequality and indifference that 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 is just kind of accepted as well. I suppose boys will be boys. That's how it is, you know, and it's not healthy at all. So no. I, that's where they were. They were that, that that those guests were talking about derelict Ireland, but we it, during the conversation. It was became very evident that it's also the wellness crisis is also and and that's another topic we're coming back to soon with with other guests, um the wellness crisis because yeah. um there's a big, big 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 we were kind of like in a in a way, I mean we look at a lot of the other things that are there's all kinds of th- like um traumas and stuff happening in the world and I really for me I without sounding pessimistic or uh, cynical. I really kind of unfortunately expected that when we all kind of got out of lockdown, we were going to have a lot, a lot of trauma and, and uh, to deal Mm. with and healing to take place. So we're kind of, in a way we're kind of, um, I suppose that was a big motivator, Chris, wasn't it? As far as where we,
3: where we started and, and where we're going with this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, That and having to, having to have something to do, like for our own mental health as well. You know, because like, With, with, with my business, it pretty much fell flat on its face for the past two years because there was no parties, there was no entertainment to do, you know?
1: Yeah, and I'm sure very little massage, too. People didn't want to, probably, yeah, probably prohibited, can, from, prohibited from massaging,
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't rub someone's back while you're, you know, staying two meters away, like unless you use a sweetened brush or something, you know?
1: Now, I also noticed, too, that one of the topics you've covered a couple of times is zero waste.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Um, that was that was great uh, guest. Uh, we got uh, Jack O'Sullivan from uh, ZWAI.ie. And uh, they're actually going... They're going... Was it 2003, I think? They were established. Um,
3: yeah, but they go back further than that as well because they started yeah. out as um, a beach cleanup crew or mm-hmm. a local cleanup crew where they've going around cleaning up their own local area. Yeah. And just snowballed from there, like... Yeah, and... Um,
2: that was um that has to do with like the the circular economy and stuff. I don't know if you heard yeah. of that term Ed much, but they're talking about it loads here now. And funny enough, the previous guest we had there, Jude Sherry, she did her thesis. No, sorry, it was actually Frank who did his work in it was like nineteen eighty nine he's been talking about he's been talking about the circular economy and finally now it's basically just like more more like more engaged recycling,
3: essentially, I suppose, you know. Yeah. Or like they call it the cradle to the cradle approach where like everything can be reused essentially there's there's nothing that ever really needs to go to a landfill
1: yeah, I had a girlfriend that was a militant, vegan, militant, zero waste. And she took me to, you know, and, and you, you think I'm kidding. Okay, let me tell you something. No, no, no. Like a, I've, I've experienced people like that as well. That's why I'm laughing. She, she worked at a supermarket for a while there. And she used to yell at her own manager because she didn't order the paper bags. And then she would yell at the, the, the checkout girls and tell them to... Ask them if they want paper. <laughs> Ask them if they want paper. It actually gets up. But why don't you explain to you though though what is zero waste and, and circular economy? No, I have not heard that expression before. So if you could just run through those two uh, definitions. Yeah, for
2: sure. Okay. Well, so zero waste really, it, it relates to probably, I suppose, like what we produ- like what we consume and then what we turn into products. And defi- and it also relates a lot to how what we think is being recycled is a- in a lot of cases being incinerated, so, so there true. are a lot of unclean practices that are going on right now that are very, very wasteful. And it's a, they're wasted resources. So that's kind of the main concept of zero waste is that right now we are wasting so much resources. And in my opinion, it has so much to do with, you know, kind of the, the exploitative uh, model that 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 society is trying to run on right now, where you know it it's better to make a profit. That, it's better to make a product that you can throw into landfill and then sell it to somebody again, and it's it's very very backward. You know, it's um, and luckily now it's it's really starting to. People are really opening up to this. Like it's been pushed for a long time as a concept and an idea, but now we're starting to see actual EU European Union. Uh, legislation and implementation as well of these kind of, like, cleaner, greener practices. The only, the problem is it's taken a lot longer than it should have, and um, the circular economy, then, is to do with having a a cleaner, greener, as such, in in um economy, you know, that's, hopefully that's going to be, we're going to get into, like, less exploitative kind of approaches to to, to business and economics, because, like, as far as I can see, this, like, it's kind of, it's, um, it's, it's 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 not sustainable. It's, like. it's so far yeah. away from sustainable. diets. like yeah. So we can well, that so
1: true. yeah. The, the meat industry too is so unsustainable. That we can never and and the, our water usage too is unsustainable as well. Uh, it's I, that's I another one. So that.
2: There's a lot of waste with water as well. We talked about that a lot, like leaky pipes, and it's just kind of.
1: Well, let me tell you, like if ever like in India or China, if they started using water the way we use it here in the United States, we'd run out of water really quick. Okay, Like the, the consumption of water in the United States is just insane. And, and the fact that we still use water to, to take care of our bodily functions, our toilets and our human waste, that we're still doing that. It's just insane. Mm. Um, but I'd say the zero waste thing, I, I still I've picked up some habits and still at the grocery store, I don't use those plastic bags when I'm buying fruit and vegetables. And you don't wash them anyway when you get them home. And, and don't think yeah. they're clean out there when they're in, in the field. <laughs> you know, like just because yeah. you wrap this thing in plastic doesn't mean it suddenly got clean somehow. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But the biggest but I, thing I did, though, I oh, do no, let, let me just interrupt you for one second because I'm actually proud of this. The biggest thing I did was in the old days before I got a coffee pot and a grinder, and I grind my own beans down. Um, I would go to the coffee shop every morning, and I'd buy a cup of coffee. And I'd say, oh, boy, I'm so proud of myself. I drink one cup of coffee a day. But then I realized, I says, look at this, man. This is 365 cups and 365 plastic lids. So I stopped putting the plastic lid on it. I would just get the coffee. But then I says, you know what, man? I'm going to talk to this guy about selling some coffee mugs. And I found some bamboo coffee cups for him that are reusable. And I says, hey, dude, man, look, here's the website. You can order these bamboo reusable cups and give your people a discount and so n- not just reducing my own coffee cup consumption 300 which is a lot of freaking cups in a year just imagine yeah and be a, a huge, yeah
0: well yeah, Hell yeah.
1: and and here i was able to do maybe 25 35 times that uh, just with one little effort one day's conversation uh so yeah. zero waste yeah no, that's nice you, you, so
2: you know these little steps that, and they do all add up and um, little bits of effort always, always, it, It's you've got to go in the right direction, whether we're crawling or not, like it's still,
3: as long as we're going the right mm. direction, it's just. Well, Ed, your, your idea seems to have taken off because uh, that's kind of a common practice now is that most places sell reusable coffee cups and give you discounts for uh, using the coffee cup like.
1: And I, I'm a pioneer, man. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> I'm, no. out in front of, I'm out in front on this stuff. All right, we got to take, take a commercial break, okay? okay we got to take a commercial break. We've been talking to Shane McKay and Chris Sneed, a couple of wonderful guys here, man. Uh, and Shane's always been such a big help with the production and uh, uh, with the Opera and Report behind the scenes stuff. Uh, their website, once again, is called uh, Can Projects Info dot com. you can email them directly at uh, can projects info you know g- can dot info at gmail.com and they just started a brand new patreon so if you like what you're hearing here uh, it would be great if you go to the can projects uh, patreon and support their work because uh, this is really really good encouraging I, I could feel it already here and, and what is this, a can a uh, uh, stand for again. What's the? It's synonymous for. It's culture, arts, nature,
2: and we put nature and wellness together. So that's
1: why it's just can. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll be right back with more of the Can Project podcasters, uh, Shane McKay and Chris Sneed uh, right after these messages.
2: We'll be back with more from the Can Project's podcast after these short messages.
3: here at Cannes we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue and sometimes a bit of literature as well. So Chris,
2: we're going to we're, we're opening up a new chapter in the readings, the classic stories for Chris
3: Needs. Yeah, we're going to be starting on The Time Machine, which is a classic, classic H.G. Wells novel. It's a classic for a reason as well, because it's really, really good. I love it. It's been made into a film a few times and uh, sometimes musicals, audio dramas, Chris Snead, Classic Readings.
0: Are you an artist or creator with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? Are you an expert on culture, arts, nature, or wellness? If this sounds like you or someone you know, we'd love to hear from you at Cannes Projects, where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment. Our talk show Can Projects podcast reaches 20 plus online platforms and features insightful, inspiring and expert guests. You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. Help each other. Help us all. You're all very welcome back to the Cannes
1: Projects podcast. Five, four, three, two, and go. Okay, welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator, Ed Opperman. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Opperman Report. Uh, The Cannes Projects also, too, I know that they have a Twitter, too, as well. And uh, they also have an Instagram, too, as well. Oh, it's just called CAN, c.a.n, right, guys? Well, on Twitter, we're yeah. under
2: CANProjects1. And on Instagram, you'll find us at, yeah, Projects.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> and, and what is that website again? Because I know you, you made some adjustments to it. Yeah, this. the website. <laughs> where We've got to get a proper domain, Sorry.
2: But it, right. it, it's as I said, it's it it's CANProjects. Uh, sorry, CANProjectsInfo.Wixsite.com forward slash can projects. so yeah it's a bit of a mouthful so generally we just we throw it a lot of the time we'll throw out the Gmail as the point of contact if people want to get in touch because it is an outreach project and um, you know whether it's whether it's ideas for shows or people interested in, in, in what we're doing um, you can contact us at canprojects.info at gmail.com um, I was going to ask you I forgot what it was
1: um yeah, but, no, but let's just cover that first. Then. How yeah. do you guys get guests? Because, like, right now, uh, it's it's difficult enough getting guests, but at least now I'm lucky that people contact me. They've heard of the show already. Uh, uh, what do you call those? Authors and publicists will uh, will contact me for guests. Uh, how do you guys track down these guests? It must take a lot of time, right? Um,
3: a fair amount of fishing, really, isn't it? You
1: know? Yeah, yeah I think it's probably, it's probably
2: trying to, like meeting new people is probably the main way like when we started out it was kind of like we were doing most of the stuff ourselves and it was people we knew we had on and then we got to a point where we're like okay we got we're gonna have to branch out a bit and we did the gallery we put a a astrophotography gallery up on the website a friend of mine uh, cahill bourne he does some great amateur astrophotography and then kind of through that um we promoted that around on on places like LinkedIn and you know Twitter, and people started to contact us. They were like, "Oh wow, this is great!" You know, and actually, funny enough, Cahill um, he, he he got on great. Actually, now he's he's um he's 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 been in uh, the Astronomy Ireland uh, uh, magazine and everything. So, um, it it definitely went down well, and so kind of from there we got that's where we got our first. Uh, we got Jack O'Sullivan from Zero Waste in and from talking to him that gave us other ideas okay well let's go and look into this circular economy thing or you know let's focus on the environment a little bit more and then twitter was the other one that's another one that definitely is like for i mean i do have to kind of i find myself filtering things a lot on there because it's kind of can be Mm -hmm. kind of toxic you know (laughs) but uh, and i never really used social media ever ed until um really until this project you know uh, so that's been a bit of a, you know, I, I don't know, I think it was probably, we wanted to talk about, I I mean, it is a holistic, holistic subjects we kind of look at and having an insight into, even if I didn't, haven't used it that much, having an insight into social media um, was important to put time into that. And so we get, we get a good few guests kind of from, from Twitter and stuff, but it does take, yeah, like you said, take time to make the contact and put, put, put the, put the feelers out and do the research then and, um, a lot of times it comes from looking up topics that we're interested in or that can is kind of interested in and so for example on human rights day um, i was looking up stuff on twitter and i came across um uh, the the people from the traveler community which i don't know maybe ed people in america may not have heard much about the the traveler community but they're they're nomadic people and um in ireland or uh, gypsies is another name in like in england they are the, the roma community in europe and again they're another ve- very marginalized group that gets treated with a lot of racism and hate and they've had an absolute um nightmare with their mental health they, they have a they they have a really uh it's beyond crisis hmm. point they have a really high suicide rate in their community like young men predominantly it's like seven times the
3: average like isn't
2: it yeah and it's something like only one percent of them get to the third level education and mm. they have a really hard time getting access to services and clean water and all kinds of stuff. So that was one I was like, I, I saw them, talk, they did a, they did a protest outside the, uh, the, the, the we call it the Dáil here. What would you call it? Irish Parliament. And, um, you know, they were, they were doing their bit. Please. Yeah. Congress, is it? Is that, would that be a parliament? or Yeah. Congress, yeah. Or, um, <laughs> uh, and they were doing their bit and talking about human rights and stuff. And I was like, wow, they, we should talk to these guys. You know, so a lot of the time it's kind of like that. It's like it, we, it, the big thing we really advocate, Ed, is like kind of active engagement, you know, being interested in our communities and in what's going on in life. So that means actually going and looking and trying to see, okay, you know, and where are people marginalized, where that we can go and help people, that it's really going to make a difference, you know, um, with our time, because t- how much time we can put into anything is lim- always limited. You know, mm. So we like to go where we can, where our time will be really well spent, you know. So I think that's probably, the, they're the rules at home, really, for, for guests as far as... Um.
1: You know, we have those Irish travelers here, too, in the United States. And, uh, and they do travel. They travel in, in the motorhomes. Mm. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's mostly one family, the White family. They, don't, they mostly have the last name White. And uh, uh, so sometimes they're called the Whites, you know, the White Travelers. Uh, and but uh, what do you call it? But they have a reputation of doing these home improvement kind of scams. You know, like taking down payments and and uh, doing this stuff like uh, painting tar on people's roofs and saying that they're going to repair their roofs. Uh, so I, I guess it's a different kind of a reputation down here as it is over there in Ireland. Well,
2: that would um, be a stereotype that you would definitely hear, but it's like anything. Right. It's like, you know, because there's just because there's like one like family out there that's like of a certain ethnicity or from a, a certain race or whatever, because like because it suits someone's, uh, you know, paradigm, basically, they 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 tend to tear them all with the same brush. But yeah, you do hear those stories, but you hear those stories in all walks of life. It's just... Mm-hmm. Um here anyway, what we see is that it's the, the a lot of times tabloid media kind of like sensational headline kind of sellers that is 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 behind it and like these are people you know they they have real lives like yeah. it's 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 not fair to just like tear any group of people with just the one brush and just you know. Um, so we kind of like to keep, try and keep an open mind towards that and we know like that, yeah, like p- people will probably like look at us and kind of maybe go like, why are you, why are you trying to help them? And we're like, what do you mm. mean? What, that's, that's exactly why we're trying to help them is because of that attitude, actually.
1: And I think you, because you mentioned they are similar to the gypsies, you know, like, uh, which are like Romanians or Rami's. <laughs> Uh, and uh, here in the states, the the bigotry and the racism against the gypsies is so even over the top, beyond the, the Irish travelers. Oh, that yeah. they have they have these TV comedy reality shows called "My Big uh, Gypsy Wedding." Yeah, oh my god, and it's it's so. Uh, uh, just a, a well, we, we, we we do we,
2: we, i mean we we have done we've done a show that's in, kind of in the pipeline that we're we're working on a few bits and pieces on it. it's not ready to go out yet but we, before mm-hmm. we did that we we spoke about it on one of our shows me and Chris do just show us together on our own as well we we're doing it less at the moment, but we do, do it, and we do you know we've done it a lot as well that's but right. um one thing we got into when we we're talking about this topic is that you know the last time there was major global events happening like with war and stuff that they were the communities like you know the people on the margins again that were they're they're like the canaries in the coal mines so like the minute that like we start to see that stuff happening again we're like really silly not to actually pay attention and And kind of go, hey, what's going on here? Because, like, like I said, you know, we're all people. You know, we can't. We need to be humane to each other and Mm -hmm. to just kind of brush people aside and just be. I mean, it's really, it really upsets me, Ed. Actually, you know, because I was really, you know, it's kind of like you know, in the states, there's the N word, but there's an N word in Ireland as well, you know. And but it's to describe Mm -hmm. traveller people, and I don't like to repeat it ever, Mm -hmm. you know. And it makes me sick to my stomach when I do hear when when I do hear it used. But well, back to like what we were saying about oh boys will be boys, you know, there was there was there was a lot of there was recent stuff in the news here, re- really traumatic stuff for 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 um like a lot of like attacks, people getting attacked and stuff, and um uh what was it? Um oh, I lost my train of thought there, sorry. Uh, yeah,
3: there was a lot of attacks on women there recently, you know? Mm. And like in fairly public places they weren't you know and it was pretty awful like yeah it was pretty like traumatic
2: stuff but how was i relating that back to the to the to the other stuff i can't really remember um that was
3: it was it like that that was in the newspaper for weeks and weeks but um when a load of travelers burned to death it was one day in the newspaper
1: yeah wait yeah. travelers were burned to death
3: yeah um yeah yeah
2: yeah, oh, okay. it barely was, hit the news, and and then again, there was other even in and around the time that really high profile case happened, there were like two deaths of of of, of, of like uh, I, don't, I think there were gypsy young gypsy kids or whatever that, mm. and that barely hit the news either. Like you know, so mm.
3: well, um, I mean, after the fire, the next day it was people out going, no, we won't house them here. We don't want them here. Is that Carrick you know, Mines, Chris? Even, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Carrick Mines. Yeah, yeah. You know, the next day they were looking for somewhere to put the people who'd survived and uh like communities were going no no we won't have them you can't put them yeah. here yeah even what though what about like, the, the day, even though the it, day before was considered a national day of mourning you
1: know uh, no. yeah uh, what about this, uh, the impact of internet and tech on society and that's something i talked about quite a bit um what, what did you guys conclude on that Oh well, do you know Ed?
2: That was that was brilliant to have you on to talk about that as well. And oh, that was me.
0: That yeah. I was, oh, I was yeah. the
2: guest. Though. You were the guest. Yeah. And I highly recommend people go and check that out. It was a great show. And unfortunately, Chris was missing that day, but it is something that we yeah. talk about a lot. And definitely, Ed, like listening to you and and your work, definitely um helped to put it on my radar. And I don't. Know, I don't think we did come to a, a total conclusion on it. Yeah, no, I, I, have no, I have no
1: solutions for anything.
3: <laughs> for anyone who's interested, for anyone who's interested, they should check out the Ed Opperman report. You know. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> anyone who's not already listening to it right now on the radio, yeah.
1: go and check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging my own appearance here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't have my name or my picture on it or anything. Now, what about Nairobi? I know you guys have, were, for a while. They were doing a lot of stuff about Nairobi. What's going on with that?
2: So that was, um, we kind of got in touch with a group over there that do like kind of a recycling kind of project. Mm. And again, that was like, we came across them through Twitter and they were basically going out, this group, uh, Nairobi Recyclers or NARC NGO, they're called. The shows are up on YouTube and on our spreaker.com. You'll find calm projects on spreaker.com for any of this stuff or YouTube for free. It's all out there for free. Um, But th- they were posting stuff on, the, they're going out into their community and taking uh documenting really really uh abominable uh pollution that's like it's just, like seriously impacting on people's health and stuff over there
3: hmm.
2: and uh, it was honestly, actually
3: really shocking yeah
2: like, it was really shocking to see that like
3: it was you know? very shocking,
2: um, and it really it really kind of caught my attention and i was like you know we got we got it let's look into this and let's cover this and we gave it a bit of airtime time and we did a couple of shows with them and um it's it's actually Nairobi's an interesting one as far as the Africa thing because they did just have that um, what was it the I can't remember what it's called Chris but it was like the COP twenty oh. six version uh, in Nairobi yeah, but um... it was with it was with the US actually Ed. Um, uh there was I don't know did you see that at all uh, No I what, what are you
1: talking about no. So
2: there's so there's I don't know if you heard of the COP COP twenty six they had that there in Glasgow um,
3: it's like yes. it's like a big kind of it's, it's not it's a like, european get together to discuss the environment but never to actually do anything really <laughs> that's one way of putting it. <laughs> but there's an equivalent <laughs> one anyway yeah. that happens a similar thing but with the u.s and nairobi
2: and um yeah like that was kind of an interesting one because like um you know it's it's a kind of community-based outreach stuff that, that that they're they're kind of talking about but when you kind of get into into more kind of um like what's really going on the ground, or how do things work out there it's kind of you know it's it's kind of hard to know we're we're on the other side of the planet and but mm. you know if mm. we can at least help raise awareness of of these topics in general, then that's definitely something we 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 we, we, okay. we want to do you know um because yeah. it's really the plastic thing the, that's something we cover a lot like plastic is a pandemic. And it's going on a lot, lot longer than COVID. And it's like, you know, like all the, 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 the lumps and lumps of plastic that are pulling out of uh, fish and seabirds yeah. and stuff. And a lot of this plastic seems to be ended up ending up in uh, developing countries somehow. <laughs> Funny that, I don't know, we never quite got to the bottom about exactly where all this plastic is actually coming from.
1: But, yeah, uh, we're worried about increasing gasoline prices here. We So much oil... Uh, gets diverted into use of plastic just to be thrown away, wrapped around a piece of, uh, you know, carrot. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> thrown away yeah. later on, you know, makes no sense. And, but listen, guys, we're out of time. We only got about a couple of minutes left, so I'd like to give each of you a little bit of time to to leave us with your final thoughts. We got about the five minutes left. Four minutes. Four minutes.
2: Okay, great. we going to say something, Chris?
1: No. Oh well, I was
3: going to jump back to something else um, earlier from earlier. Um, the human waste thing. Like, mm. that's a terribly wasted resource because that can be turned into biogas, biodiesel. It can be turned into LPG. You know, like, it's something that it shouldn't ever leave the facilities. Every, every bit of it should be recycled back into the environment, and that would kind of help with the petrol prices and things in the long run. You know, and that's my big bug bear with ecology, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but but as long as it, it interferes with petrol prices, because the oil industry seems to be the uh, uh, the guys in charge, you know, making all the money and making all the rules. Oh yeah. Now, how, how about they you, about, Shane? What what would you like to leave us with?
2: Yeah, I suppose just uh, it's 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 uh, great to actually uh, be a guest on your show, Ed. After you know, being helping out uh, over the years mm. in the background, it's a real. Uh, pleasure and joy to actually be on the air and hi to the, every, all the upper maniacs out there i hope you're all doing well and you're keeping well and i hope you're all looking out for each other and that's what we really do advocate at can is that you know we should look out for each other and be active in our communities and you know make eye contact and smile from time to time at each other and ask people how we are and you know we do we what when we say help each other help us all we really really mean that and we mean everybody we really equality is probably one of the is the is, is this cornerstone the founding cornerstone of what we're doing and um, and holistic a holistic attitude and that so that means that means it you know it, it, we got to take the good with the bad and if we're just concentrating on just the good stuff or just all the bad stuff all the time um, you know we, we won't get very far but if we if we focus our energies and and, and keep it balanced i think we can uh make positive changes and, and i'm encouraged by the work we're doing and meeting people and seeing mm-hmm. for all the bad news we hear we're coming across a lot of good news and i think that's probably it, that's that's we got it we, it's kind of buried you got to seek it out but there's, there is lots of good news out there and um, so i would mm-hmm. say people let's let's just you know a bit of solidarity with each other and we, we, we will get there i think
1: well you guys are doing great a positive energy uplifting information and uh, uh, concrete uh steps we could take to improve our lives c.a.n projects podcast is where you could find them on youtube so you go to can projects podcast on youtube and it, it, make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell so you get a notification when new content comes out i know on spreaker you play your shows live on spreaker on uh saturday night
2: right saturday night 8, 8 p.m uh, irish standard time you'll get a brand new content going out once a week and it's pretty varied, but it's 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 all related to the to the culture, arts, nature, and wellness. So you can check us out on Spreaker.com. And thanks again, Edward. It's really a, a, a total joy being on it's here. A, no, thank you, guys.
1: I, no, it really has been a pleasure. I feel uplifted myself already. I'm having a rough week. Uh, we got kind of kicked out of the Miami Film Festival. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, all really? right, <laughs> uh-huh. <What? laughs> not, not, not kicked out, not kicked out, but we we booked the, the dates all along. Mm. And so when we wound up getting down to Miami, there were no films for us to see. We had to turn around and drive back in the rain and we get home and there's no oh, water. Oh. So it's been a rough couple of days. <laughs> and guys, and I do feel uh, very uplifted. So thank you so much, guys. Good night.
2: Thanks. Good night, Ed. you, night. Good night. And the Khan Projects email is... Projects dotsinfo at gmail.com and you'll find a link to the CAM project's website in the description. All the best!